Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Family Sunday, I, I like to joke about this, but there's typically one mom that walks in on a family Sunday who didn't know it was gonna be family Sunday. And she's like, she walks in, she's like, hang on one second, I forgot my purse in the car. And she runs to her car and drives to Pueblo. <laughs> uh, so it, it, she's probably watching online right now. God bless you, be safe, don't speed. Uh, welcome to church this morning. Uh, before we get started, I wanna recognize and honor some folks who have been a part of this family for a long time. We have Jacob and Noel Goodland here in the house today. And they worked here for a long time and we got, we really lost when they left, but they moved to Cambodia. Was it over a decade ago? Was it 12 years ago they moved to Cambodia to be missionaries? And they've got their three sons here in the house today. They're back on a little break. They are serving the poorest of the poor. They're building the kingdom of God. They are dignifying women, helping people start businesses. They are doing the work on the ground in Cambodia. So can you give it up for the Goodland family here today? We bless you, we love you, we miss you. We honor you today. You guys are a blessing to us and to the world. So if you have your Bibles today, I'm gonna to read one verse out of Ecclesiastes chapter five. So you actually just look at it on the screen. It's one verse out of Ecclesiastes chapter eight. And I'm gonna read it to you and then I'll pray and we'll jump in. This is Solomon, old man Solomon toward the end of his life. And he's reflecting, having watched how life works. And here's what he says. So I commend the enjoyment of life, everyone say enjoyment. enjoyment. He said, so I commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun in this life than to eat and drink and to be glad and then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of the life God has given them under the sun. Let's pray, Lord, would you speak to us today? We have heard so much this week, we have been through so much this week, we have been in so many different environments this week, and we have heard the word of so many other people. We've heard our own words. But Lord, here at the beginning of this new week, at the end of one week and starting another week, we say we need to hear from you. So Lord, speak to us. Your servants are listening. Would you bring us joy in the house of the Lord today? We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. amen. It's Summertime, we're right in the middle of summer and I want to talk to you today about something that I think is so important. I think it's perfect for a family service, but I also think it's a lost art. This thing that I want to talk to you today about I think is a lost art. And today I want to sort of develop a, a theology of play, a theology of joy. And some of you, um, you're immediately like, what's going on here? Just hang with me. I, here's the first thing I wanna say. We have a responsibility to do everything we can do to enjoy the life God has given us. Some of you immediately, you hear that and, and you go, man, I wish, I wish I could right now. I, if you only knew what I was going through, I feel a little bit of the pushback. So if that's you, I'd say, I say, I understand it and hang with me because I'll circle back to that thought, but we have a responsibility to enjoy, to do everything we can to enjoy the life that God has given us. And this is exactly what Solomon tells us today. He says, I commend the enjoyment of life. At the end of his life, he says, there's nothing better you can do than to eat and to drink and to be glad and to enjoy what God has given you, like try to settle into God's joy. And I think we Christians need to develop a healthier theology of play. 
Now, some of you start your furrowing your brow and come on, man, I want to hear the meat. Give me the meat of the word of God. I came here today to be preached to it. You got this woke pastor up here telling me about playing in church and quit that and you know, preach the word. Settle down. Some of you are like, where? Where is play in the Bible? I've never, it's not one of the 10 commandments. Where is play in the Bible? Well, first I'll say a part of the 10 commandments, you have this one commandment right in the middle and it's actually three times longer. It takes up one third of the entire 10 commandments, this one command. Rest, Sabbath. Moses says, hey, God told me to tell you that one seventh of your life, you just gotta shut it down and play. You know, in the Old Testament, they've got this tithing command. Like these people are agrarians, they're working the fields. They're out sweating under the hot sun. I was just in Israel a couple weeks ago. It is treacherous terrain out there and they're just out there grinding, trying to make a simple life as, as these farmers. And, he, and God says to them, give me one tenth of everything that I give to you from the ground I've given you, tithe. Isn't it interesting that God asks for one-tenth of their resources, but he asks for one-seventh of their time? The stakes get higher when it comes to rest, which is to suggest that God wants us to be able to take a deep breath and to enjoy and to play. There's a, a, a deep theology of play that we can develop, and we see it with the gift of leisure and limitation of labor. God says to us, relax, put your feet up, receive the gifts of the world that I've given you. Notice all of Israel's feasting and their festivals. They're constantly going up to Jerusalem. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And they're bringing, every service was family service. Don't give me any flack about this today. Every service in Israel's history was a family service. And we were at the Wailing Wall two weeks ago on a Friday night at Shabbat. And there was thousands of people. It's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. These are the people that take their kids to Walmart at midnight, you know, worshiping the Lord. And they've got their Sunday, Friday night best on in their suits and their hats and they're dancing. Old men locking arms, dancing in circles around the Torah. And they're saying, we worship you, O God. And they're laughing like little children. We need to develop a healthier theology of play. We need to receive the joy that God has given us. And now Jesus comes on the scene and Jesus is accused of having too much fun. <laughs> All the religious leaders, it's the people in the church who are mad at him. Oh, come on, man. And what are you doing? And Jesus, he's accused of being a drunken and a glutton, a, a drunkard and a glutton, a drunkard and a glutton. He's, one New Testament theologian says in the four gospels, Jesus is either at a dinner party, going to a dinner party or leaving a dinner party. <laughs> He's just having fun with his people and with all the wrong people. He's got tax collectors and sinners and, and women that have been out on the streets and they're coming into the presence of Jesus because there's something different about this man. Maybe it's the joy of the Lord that they want to be around. We need to develop a healthier theology of play. Jesus is bouncing around Israel, shaking things up and healing people and raising the dead and opening the blind eyes and feeding the 5,000 and saying, let the little children come unto me. Jesus knows how to play. Where else do we see play in the Bible? You see it with the creatures, with the animals. Think about Psalm 104, which is the psalmist basically looking around at all of God's good creation and going, and then there's that, and then there's that, and oh my goodness, have you seen that? And the psalmist says in Psalm 104, how many are your works, O Lord? 
In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures and there is the sea vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number and living things both large and small. And then he says, there the ships go to and fro and Leviathan which you formed to frolic there. The psalmist says that the creatures are playing that God's world is happy in. I wanted to just show you a few pictures today. God plays in his creation. Look at the first one. This is the naked mole rat. Let me introduce you to the naked mole rat. Just, <laughs> look like me before I got braces, you know? Uh, just, just ready to feed something, apparently. This lady is just ready. I mean, she's, she's happy and she's, like, that's out there in the world. God has a sense of humor. Tell me, tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor looking at the naked mole rat. This next one, they didn't know what to call it, so they just called it the I-I. Kids say, I-I. Put the I-I up on screen, look at that. Lisa, my wife, said to me this morning, she said, don't you dare say that that's what I look like when I wake up, you know? And I said, well, if the shoe fits. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding. She's <laughs> the I-I, I mean, good Lord, God has a sense of humor. Final picture, let me show you this one here. It's like, ah. Look like they pulled a 350-year-old grandpa out of the sea, you know? Just imagine catching that. And you go, oh my gosh. You just throw your reel back in. And... Tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor when you look around at his creation. If you can't see it, I'm not sure I can help you. And humans, we are meant to play. This is why we love sport. This is why we yell on Sundays for, for your various teams. And some of you come in here with orange on on Sundays and you're just ready to go. And you know what time the kickoff is. And like, anyone watch American Gladiators? Are any of you old enough to remember that? I was a little kid watching American Gladiators. That, Justin, I know you watched the American Gladiators. That was my dream one day, is to be on that show and, and to beat people up. Like, just, we like to play. Water skiing and surfing and wakeboarding and water balloons. Like, Tell me that we aren't wired by God to enjoy. We are. The prophet Zechariah, he sees a vision of when the Lord would return to Zion. He, he forecasts, this is maybe seven, 800 years before the Messiah would come, before Jesus would come. And Zechariah is looking around at the despair all around him, just like Pastor Eddie said this morning. Like, there's so much to see. Like, there is, there is reason for despair, but you can also find joy. And Zechariah, in the midst of Israel's despair, envisions what God would do on that day when he would make all things new. And what he says will happen when the Lord returns is he says, the city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing. <laughs> when God comes to heal the world, Kids aren't gonna get in trouble for being kids. They'll be out on the city streets playing and dancing and shouting and running around and having a good time and teaching all of us older folks how to do it. Zechariah understood that there was joy coming and historically and sadly many Christians have been thought of as some of the least joyful people. Sardonic newspaper columnist and a social critic, not a believer. He, he sort of spent a lot of his life chipping at believers and, he, and he's exaggerating here, but just listen what he wrote in one column. H.L. Mencken said, Puritans, he was referring to serious-minded Christians. Puritans are people who have a deep foreboding fear that somebody somewhere might be having a good time. <laughs> like, the, like the religious leaders were with Jesus. Quit, quit enjoying, quit 
taking the wrong people out to dinner. Jesus, get serious, right? Christians are those people who might be afraid that someone's having a good time. And Frederick Nietzsche famously said that Christians have no joy. And again, these are uncharitable reads from outsiders. But we ought to let those reads sort of uh, wake us up just a little bit and we ask ourselves how we're doing. So how can we learn to receive the gift of play, the gift of joy that God wants to give us? I'll just say this, Jesus tells us that children are uniquely qualified to show us the way into joy. Kids, can I get an amen? Kids, can I get an amen? Put your mom's phone down. You better listen. Shoot, playing Tetris on a Sunday morning. Kids are uniquely qualified to show us the way into joy. Jesus in Matthew 19, the people brought the little children to Jesus in a family service to place his hands on them and to pray for them, but the disciples rebuked him, shut up, you know, be quiet. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Jesus says, children are uniquely qualified to show you the way into joy. The chapter before, Matthew 18, at that time the disciples came to Jesus and they're arguing about who is the greatest. I did that miracle. Well, I did this one. And I was there handing out the bread that Jesus blessed and I was the one that everyone thought sort of worked that miracle. They're arguing about who's the greatest. Can I sit on your right? Can I sit on your left when the kingdom comes? And Jesus goes, shut your mouth. He called a little child to him and he placed the child among them And he said, truly I tell you, unless you grown-ups change, unless you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. In verse four, he says, therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Can I show you just two videos real quick? I want you to see how absolutely easy it is for children to have fun. It's gonna be one minute total of two videos. Let me show you this first video of two little boys in the UK, I think it's Ireland, and, and they're just happy. Let, let these little boys show us what's available to us. First video, watch this with me. Okay, I mean, it's a bottle of Gatorade or whatever for a pound. And it's just endless entertainment. Video number one. Let me show you this next video, 22 seconds worth of pure bliss. Watch this. Stormy, I'm not going to tell you again. Sit back. Sit back. Stormy. Girl. Stormy, sit back. (laughs) Oh, it just doesn't take much, does it, right? Let the little children come unto me and let them show us what it looks like to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. But I want to ask the question, what happens when we enter into this joy that the Lord has for us? 
Solomon in his earlier years wrote Proverbs. So Ecclesiastes is toward the end of his life. Proverbs is probably more midlife for him. And Solomon says, a joyful heart is good like a medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A joyful heart is good like a medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And Nehemiah, who rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, who had seen the devastation after 70 years of exile, Nehemiah, he says this, go and enjoy. They come back home to Jerusalem and they rebuild the walls and they're finally starting to settle back in. He says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those, take care of the poor, send some to those who don't have anything prepared for this day is holy to our Lord and do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, please hear me clearly. I'm not saying life will be easy. I I talked to a brother. He's here in the room today. I saw him worshiping his heart out. And on Thursday, he had the most difficult day of his life. It 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 was brutal. And we talked on Thursday night and we prayed back and forth and we've been in communication. Then he came on Friday night, the day after the most difficult day in his life. And he's here this Sunday morning, worshiping his face off because where do you go when life falls apart? You go into the presence of the Lord. So I'm not here to suggest, like I'm not here to give you a plastic joy and say life is always gonna be easy and everything is awesome. I'm not saying that, okay? To be invited into God's joy is not to suggest that life will always be easy, but with joy, it will certainly be more bearable. The joy of the Lord will be your strength that carries you through those darkest valleys. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Hanging out with kids and learning how to laugh and be re-childlike will be the thing that carries us through into the way of everlasting life. For many of us, we've experienced the pain. And I'll just say, if the joy of the Lord is our strength, it makes perfect sense that the devil would do everything he can to attack our joy. Do you see this? It's like the enemy in a war cutting off the supply line. If the enemy can cut off the supply line, there's no food going in, there's no gas going in, there's no water going in. If you can cut the supply line off, you're going to sweat the enemy out. They are going to die eventually. They can, they're on the clock at that point. And the enemy knows that the joy of the Lord is our supply line. And if he can cut that off from us, he knows that it's just gonna be a season before our lives stop, before we quit, before we throw in the towel, before we fall apart. So what what I'm here today to do is to stir you back up into joy. It is our responsibility, I said this at the top of the sermon, it is our responsibility to do everything we can to enter into the joy that the Lord has given us in our lives. So so just sometimes you gotta ask the kids what to do. If you're around any kids, you gotta ask them what to do. We, we did this recently. Hey kids, you know, it was kind of that Saturday, you know, late evening before dinner and, and everyone's getting a little chippy and, and so as parents, you're trying to figure out what do we do because we gotta make it to bedtime without falling apart. Anyone ever been there? <laughs> and the kids, what do we do? And they said, let's go to Sonic. We go, okay. Just everyone get in the car and be quiet. <laughs> So we got in the car and we drove to Sonic and we bought some, I don't know, we just, we just spent $20 on trash and we were happy. <laughs> and we made it to bedtime joyfully and we prayed the blessing of God on them and they were out at 8.30 and we made it, right? Sometimes you just gotta ask the kids what you need to do. Get your friends together and go to the bowling alley and laugh at each other. <laughs> You know, if your rotator cuff will allow you, get the football back out and throw it around this weekend, have some fun. 
Take time to play, slow down, be, be inefficient. Enjoy the rest that God has given you. One seventh of your life, he, he wants to give you the gift of play and settling back in. I remember, this was a couple months ago, it was one of those days where I was chippy. My kids were being great. I was the problem. Work was difficult and I was just whatever. And I was driving and I had my two boys behind me, 12 and 10, Wilson and Wakely, and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, ask the boys what you should do right now. And I didn't wanna do that. I wanted to go home and put them in bed. But dad, it's three o'clock. <laughs> I wish I was telling you I was lying. And we're driving through the, and they're just being great. And it's my heart that needs to get healed. And the Holy Spirit says, ask your boys what you need to do. And I said, Wilson and Wakely, yes, dad. What should we do right now? Let's go to the arcade. And they start yelling, whoa. I start yelling, I'm not happy yet, but I just start yelling, whoa. And we drive over and I buy Wilson a $20 card and Wakely a $20 card and they race off and I run after them and we spent 90 minutes together. We wasted $40 and it was the best 90 minutes I'd had in a month. And something in me got healed because the joy of the Lord will be your strength. It doesn't mean life is gonna get easy and you'll be happy. It means that when life isn't easy, you've got to find your way into joy. And so today, the children can teach us a way. Kids, I want you to stand up right now, just the kids, just the kids. All you kids, put down the stuff. You did great today. Give it up for the kids. It's okay if you're asking yourself how old I am. He's like, I'm 13, I'm not a kid. It's okay, you can stand. Schaefer's, I see you. Ross's, I see you. Wilson, yes, come on, all right. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray that the Lord would make all of us more like you, right? So for adults, would you just open up your hands? Adults, open up your hands and you're receiving. These kids are the exemplars. These kids are the models for what it can be like. So Lord, for all of us adults, I pray that you would make us more childlike in Jesus' name. And I pray that you would restore our joy Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. This is what David prayed when life fell apart for him. Lord, make us like these little ones. Unless you become like one of them, you miss out on the kingdom. So Lord, for all of us adults, I pray that we would wake up today and be graced with being re-childlike in Jesus' name. Right, adults? Can you say amen? amen? Now, adults, would you put your hands on these kids? If you're near them, put your hand on their shoulder or stretch out your hands. And we're gonna pray that the Lord would preserve these kids that the Lord would watch over these kids. Parents, if you're near your kids, create a little moment here. Circle them up, hug them. Wilson, why don't you come up here? Come up here, boy. Lord, we pray that you would protect our children. Come on, parents, grandparents, aunties and uncles, just men and women in the faith. Lord, preserve our children. Some of you have children that are a couple thousand miles away. Speak life over them right now. We pray that you would protect them and that you would keep them. We pray for long life for them. We pray for fullness of joy. We pray, Lord, that they would know their identity in you, that they would hear, this is my son whom I love, or this is my daughter whom I love, and this one I am well pleased. We pray all their days, Lord, that they would love you with all of their heart and soul and mind and strength. 
Lord, we pray that you would cause them to far outstrip us, that they would go beyond us, that they would jump off, off our shoulders, that they would change the world, that they would be ambassadors of the goodness and the mercy and the love of God. Lord, we pray blessing. Let every child within the New Life Church orbit be blessed. May they rise up. May they prosper, may they flourish. Lord, we as adults in their lives speak the blessing of God over them today in the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said, amen. Now, would you all stand with me today? Union elements ready to receive if you have those. Remember that New Testament theologian who said Jesus is either at a dinner party or going to a dinner party or leaving a dinner party? Well, on the last night before he climbed Golgotha, Jesus was at a dinner party, he called it. He gathered his friends, life, life is tightening the screws on him, the enemy is pressing in, Jesus knows what's about to happen, and yet he has the joy and the composure to have a meal to sit with his friends and he's here today with us. And Jesus takes the bread and if you just take that little wafer and break it in half right there in your hands. Jesus says, this is my body, which is broken for you. I know what you need. I know where you are. I know the seasons you'll step into. I've been there, I'm going there. I'm going to the bottom of it. Jesus says, this is my body, which is broken for you. And as often as you do this, remember me. And so today, Jesus, we say we remember you. We say we love you. Go ahead and tell the Lord how you feel about him today. Begin to speak to Jesus from your own heart. Jesus, we bless you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we give you glory. We thank you that the joy of the Lord Jesus is our strength today. So friends, on the night he's betrayed, he took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. And as often as you do this, Remember me, we remember you, Jesus. You may receive the bread today. And on the same night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant given in my blood and it's given for the remission of your sins. Jesus says, we're starting over. We're starting fresh. There's a new day dawning. And so whatever you bring to this moment, would you entrust it to the Lord? Would you give it over to him and receive the newness that he has for you today? Your sins are forgiven you. You may drink from the cup today. And now we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to take this last movement here to sing this song. So let's praise the name of Jesus together. Come on, church.
It's 9.59, you're welcome. Come on now. I'll be expecting Starbucks gift cards from moms everywhere. I'm kidding, don't get me anything. I wanna do something fun here. I want like 30 kids, 30 or 40 kids, little kids, come on up here and you're gonna help me pray the blessing, okay? It's, come on, Wakely, you can come, let's go. Come on, Rafa, yes. Come on, kids, give it up for the kids as they come. He's happy, he's happy. Yep, yep, it's good. It's good, parents are scrambling, it's fine. Come right up here, brother, yep, yep. Come on up to the front, right here, yep. All right, turn the faucet off, that's probably pretty good. Come on, kids, come on, if you're moving, let's go. All right, spread out around the front, come on, spread out around the front. Spread out, yep, come on up, that's good. Come over this way, guys. Come on up here, guys, yep. Right up here. All right, now kids, stretch out your hands to everyone in the room. And what we're doing here is we're praying blessing as they leave. We're saying, God, be good to them this week. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray today that you would bless this congregation. And we pray that all week long, they would have the joy of the Lord that would be their strength. Come on, Lord, give us joy. Give us joy like these kids. Lord, we pray that you would bless us everywhere we go. We pray in our workplaces, you would bless us. We pray in our homes, you would bless us. We pray, Lord, in Walmart and, and King Supers, you would bless us. We pray that you would make us a gift to the world. So Lord, we, all of us kids up here on the stage, we pray bless them and keep them and make your face shine upon them and be gracious to them. Lord, lift your countenance upon them and grant them peace today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, come on church, give it up for these kids. All right, now here's the rule. Go home, if you brought kids, go home with the same number of kids. They don't have to be yours, just the same number, okay? I'm kidding. Everyone, kids, go find your parents. Church, go from here in God's grace and peace. So much love. The prayer team will be down here. Go in God's grace and peace.